Chapter Twenty Seven of The Blue Star. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Angelique G. Campbell, August two thousand eighteen. The Blue Star by Fletcher Pratt. Winter Light. As Rodford left the courtroom, Demaday Slayer fell into step beside him. The man was determinedly, if coldly, friendly. How to shake him off? Instead of leading him home to Lalette, and another of those conversations in three, where Rodford felt himself so much hearing a language he did not understand, that he always ultimately fled them for a book or the outer air. Eshole is one of our best, said the swordsman, kicking at the skin of a fruit. But there is a judgment i fail to understand which one the merchant who was confiscated for bringing wool carts past the iron camp <laughs> oh bah no he had money the nation needs it that's crime enough i spoke of the baron's brother the noble kettersell no more did i understand it said rodford as dirty a character as i ever saw but the kronzler let him go and praised him ho ho said slayer it begins to come clear what's the tale why he was after his nephew's wife whether for her money or her body the most i am not sure but he wants both he could not resist adding and it's a poor task to break up a couple at any time for it destroys two people's chance of happiness for the temporary pleasure of one not always said slayer avoiding his eyes but i am interrupting is there more his only fear is that the baron will die before the son and so the right of remarrying the girl will pass to another family i did not tell the kronzler because it was not clear enough but i think he is planning murder yet eshel let him go slayer laughed virgilin he said do not lose your innocence it may save your life some day for no one will ever believe you are subtle enough to be dangerous i said eshel was one of our best depend upon it he thought more deeply than you and without any witch-stone to help him why it is precisely because kettersoll has murder and rape at the back of his mind that he was let go for exactly the opposite reason the court will condemn palm as soon as there's a pretext for a trial matherin has arranged it so i am innocent again and do not quite understand the reason yet you will dabble in high politic hark now are not all of the noble orders enemies of the new day by constitution by existence are not all their private virtues overwhelmed by this public fault the true villains among them will sooner or later dig their own graves and save us the trouble bringing discredit on the whole in the process but when you have one like palm or the late baron brunevar he's dangerous set people to loving the institution because they cannot hate the man and so must be pulled down by force for that matter we need something to stir the people make them fight for their liberty this seems a hard way said rodford trying to resolve the torsion in his mind 
it is a hard life and hardest for those who avoid battle said demande slayer and rodford not replying they walked in silence would this new system somehow produce men of better heart and purpose for he did not see how the hardness could be justified else and now his mind fell to wagging between man-system system-man and he decided that the justification of the system would be that it produced better men generally and not merely a few of the best no not that either for that was to confuse politic with ethic and each was itself a system for the one would make men good without regard to their happiness and the other make them happy without regard to their good or what was good where was the standard by the system of mansuray will you go on to the quays said slayer's voice suddenly and rodford found himself three steps beyond the entrance to the palace alutes i am weary to-night said rodford perhaps because i am so innocent that this affair of spying upon the minds of my fellows is somewhat unpleasant he extended his hand to bid good-night oh i am going with you said the swordsman and he caught rodford's glance of aversion i cannot bear to be without your company his face went sober and he quick-stepped beside rodford's dragging feet up the entrance walk this is matherin's arrangement also in case it troubles you did you not notice those two men who followed us from the court at half a square's distance there will be another outside to-night people's guards but i have done nothing but your duty to the nation true and for that reason precisely it is needful to guard you like an egg sought after by weasels do you think the fact that you bear the blue star is a secret there are not a few persons who may be brought before the court that would rather conceal an assassination than what they have in their minds you and i may have our fight on our hands his face lighted with pleasure at the prospect part two they paced slowly through the dead garden along a walk so narrow that shoulders sometimes touched lalette could hear the tiny tinkle of the chain that bound slayer's sword to his hip when that touch came she knew he was stirred and the rousing of emotion was not unpleasant to her beyond the slate roofs of the town the sun was sinking redly through striations of cloud all things lay in a peace that was the peace of the end of the world he turned his head demoiselle he said what will you give for news oh hush said she you spoil it for a moment i was immortal i ask your grace but truly i have news for you and it should please you sit here and tell me she took her place on a marble bench beneath the skeleton of an espalieried peach against the wall you will not have to use your art against the archpriest groadon does that not please you more than you know what is the reason he has fled slipped through the watch set on his palace and gone whether to hell the court or Ulaka, no one knows i am glad she looked straight before her for a moment ah oh, if things were better ordered you are not as pleased as you might be oh i am but rodford what has he done i'll oh it's no fault of his 
you will tell no one she laid a cold hand on his warm one he has found who the heiress of tuolin is but does not know whether to tell matherin or not who is she a child thirteen years old she lives at daolina up on the ultrog signatory but i do not know how long rodford will keep the secret he feels a sense of duty why should he not what withholds him from telling i would have to teach her the patterns and everything i do not wish it she shivered slightly and to be a witch the rising shades had drowned the sun a silence came on the garden so utter that Lalette felt she could hear her own heart beat and demaday's lairs beside her the trees stood straight the ruins of the flowers did not stir in that enchanted stillness she seemed to float without power of motion he leaned toward her his arm close against her back his other hand crept over her too demoiselle lalette he said in a voice so low it did not break the quiet i love you come away with me her bent-down head shook slowly tears gathered behind the almost closed eyes the arm around her back slid slowly beneath her own arm the hand groped to close slowly around one soft breast as though it were by no volition of her own her head came back to meet the kiss the tears ran down her cheek to touch his he drew from her and began to speak rapidly in a voice low and urgent come with me i will take you away from every unhappiness we can go beyond finding i am a fighting man can find a need for my service anywhere it does not matter we can forget all this entanglement and make our own world i have money enough we can go to the green islands and you will never have to use the art again oh lalette i would even take you to the court and join your mother do you wish it her lips barely moving she said and rodford he kissed her again Bargelin, you owe him nothing. What has he done for you? And now he will tell Matherin about the heiress of Torlin, and there will be no more place for you, except with me. I will always have a place for you, Lalette, now or a thousand years from now. Or do you fear him? I am the better man. Now her eyes opened wide on the first star low in the darkening sky and with one hand she gently disengaged his clasp from her breast no demaday i cannot perhaps for that reason but i cannot we had better go in now part three friend bergelin friend bergelin the voice from below stairs brought back to a consciousness of unhappiness the mind that had lost itself in the sweet cadences and imagined worlds of mamoroso rodford sprang up and threw open the door what will you have someone to see you down the hall another door closed it would be the little old man who asked so many questions and went almost a tiptoe as though always prepared to look through a keyhole from the stairhead rodford could see in the evening's first shades a figure covered with a long cloak somehow familiar with the face hooded over beggar to come up 
he called the figure mounted with one hand on the banister in the slow manner of the old near the last step his mind clicked he was not surprised when in the room the hood fell back to show madame Kaja. face cold as ice he remained standing she came across the room in a whirl of skirts with both hands out my dear boy she said with the hangings at the window it was too dim to see how far her sincerity went i am more than honored to have one of the regents he said and let it hang oh you are the most necessary of all she said and frou-froued to the best chair i hope you have forgiven me it was so necessary some one had filed an information with the provost that i was part of the new day and it was such a help isn't it too bad about the episcopals not cooperating but there are so many of the priests on our side she had seated herself where her face was in the shadow madame why have you come he asked brutally there was a silence in the darkening room then to help you said the voice that though it might no longer sing had not lost its silver in speech i will make a light she stirred do not it is better so i know you are thinking of the blue star do you imagine that i fear your using it no he sat quietly noting with the back of his mind how the dubious nicety had dropped from her voice and thinking that this was the woman who had been taken into the high centre once more she seemed to gather her forces rodford bergelin she said do you know why i am in the high centre i think so i will tell you it may be that in my ancestry there's a strain from one of the witch families it may be because i sincerely serve god i do not know but it has been given to me to be able to trace certain secrets of the heart her multitudinous bracelets jingled as she lifted a hand to her breast not as you do with the blue star she was silent again and he unable to restrain an impulse toward malice said your success in understanding dr remigorius was as great as my own rodford you are so unfair she dropped for a moment in the old manner then seemed to shake herself i know your witch will never forgive me not that i brought the provost but that i came in that day when you were on the bed i do not care she brings an evil art into our new day do you think so rodward hear me this witch to whom you are affected will one day be the end of you i have seen her but little yet i know it is your nature to give offence and hers to take it sooner or later it will happen that she will find something not to be borne and put a witchery on you that will strike like lightning this clipped him close with a certain convulsion round the heart he remembered lalette's sudden occasional rages well he said what would you have me do bid her farewell both of you can find partners better suited 
Rodford came to his feet and walked across the room slowly, thinking in little flashes of sweet Lycée and Maritzel of Sergeant Rosic. Madame Kasha sat immobile. No, he said, better or worse, I will not give her up for anything. Madame Kasha also stood. Forgive an old woman, she said, and gathering her cloak around her, slipped out the door. End of chapter 27 Recording by Angelique G. Campbell August 2018